Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk. Guy Naraj Kalia. It is Friday, January 19, 2024. Hope you're all doing well. Looking forward to having a good weekend. Uh, as always, you can find more of my episodes on various platforms, including Spotify. If you haven't already followed, please do. Uh, you can check out me also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Podvine, and many more platforms, including Zencaster. So if you haven't seen anything lately, if you're interested in kind of diving into what the NFL is all about and the things that go on over the week, definitely check out uh, all my episodes from the previous, from the current NFL 2023-2024 season and uh, you know dive right into it. So, um, in today's episode, I want to go ahead and preview the divisional round of the playoffs, all the matchups that we're going to see transpire this weekend, and ultimately we'll see who emerges to play in the conference championship game, which obviously is a big deal for a lot of reasons, and, you know, as we know the Super Bowl this year, I believe it's taking place in Vegas, obviously there's been been a number of teams that have had a lot of success, a lot of unprecedented stories, and, you know, time to see how it all shakes out. So, let's dive right into it. I'm going to start with the Saturday games, and the first matchup on the slate for the divisional round of playoffs is the Houston Texans going to Baltimore to play the Baltimore Ravens, the number one seed. Uh, look at these two teams. Um, it's a unique matchup as... The Ravens have one of the best offenses in the NFL in terms of how they schematically have been doing things this season. And look at the Houston Texans and how they've had an unbelievable season and their defense has surged recently. Their offense, led by C.J. Stroud, has picked it up. So it features a match in which the Houston Texans offense is going to have their hands full, no doubt. Against the Ravens defense that pretty much in a lot of categories this season is top in defense and you know, they get takeaways, they get after the quarterback, uh, they find ways to kind of impact the game. So, it's a fascinating matchup from that standpoint. After D'Amico Ryans, John Harbaugh, that's as well as a very interesting coaching matchup. So, uh, you look at this game and um, how things may kind of evolve. There's a couple of things that I'm kind of interested to see right off the bat. I'm really curious to see how the Ravens go ahead and try to run the football and establish a balance early in this game because we've seen in years past when they've had their losses in the playoffs, they've struggled at times to be able to be consistent enough on third down, keep a good balance between pass and run. So really want to see if Lamar Jackson is going to come out and be, uh, you know, great, not only in the passing game with Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, um, Isaiah Likely, but I also want to see if this running game led by him and, you know, Dalvin Kokosain, Obviously, Gus Edwards and Mitchell kind of want to see if this, they're able to kind of have a good balance to get right out of the gate. And then for the Houston Texans, the uh, thing I want to see is can they kind of get off to a fast start? You know, can they put the pressure on the Ravens early in this game where the Ravens have to take them behind? You know, that's a big thing, no doubt, in the playoffs, right? There's some teams that start off and they need that first score or so to get ahead. And the Houston Texans... Well, would benefit if they were able to find a way to get off to a hot start and establish an early lead that would do a lot of things, not only from the standpoint of just trying to 
alter what the Ravens do, do offensively, but you know, psyche-wise, um, you know, they the Texans want to kind of play similar to what the Tennessee Titans did a number of years ago against the Baltimore Ravens, right? Um, got off to a good start, got a lead, kind of built that lead up a little bit. So that's the thing to watch there is can the Texans start fast and put the Ravens in an early hole. Now, as for the keys to victory for each team, so I'm going to start the Houston Texans. I think number one, this defense has to find a way to be great and simulate it and, and calculate pressure. Lamar Jackson has done tremendous against a number of coverages this season. There's Amigo Ryan in this defense. You've got to find a way to not only keep him in the pocket, but if he gets outside the pocket, you've got to be disciplined and, and try to kind of bottle up the receivers on the outside. So now you have Odell Beckham, you have Zay Flowers, you know, Bateman, and a few others. And Lamar Jackson obviously um, might get Mike Andrews back, possibly. But if you're you're the Houston Texans, you don't want to uh, kind of miss on your blitzes and pressures in this game. You want to be able to find a way to keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket. And if he even extends plays, you want to be able to kind of defend and and take good angles. I think that's a very important thing for the Houston Texans. They got to take a good tack, good angle and in terms of tackling. That'll be important because we know that Lamar Jackson can. You know, can juke a little bit here and there, and he can get off to a, you know, start. And then it's all about playing discipline, right? So the Texans, you know, you want to live with the big plays, right? You don't want to give up the big, the big deep plays. You want to be good in pressure and and time it up just right. And I think Will Anderson, their you know rookie defensive uh, and slash tackle, uh, he's going to be a big part in being able to not only limit that, um, but also kind of keep. Be a, be a run stopper as well. So that's very, very important uh, for the Texans to stay disciplined, to stay calculated in their pressures. They want to be able to win. I think number two, I think C.J. Stroud. He's got to be able to continue to play well. Obviously, he had his first playoff game last week. Showed tremendous poise and accuracy and ability to make a big play. But if you're Stroud, you got to come out and be, be execute well against the Ravens defense. You know, you got to connect early with some passes. You've got to be able to make sure that you keep your team engaged and offensively in the game uh, because there will be opportunities where they might fall behind. And so staying poised and confident and making sure that you don't, you don't turn the ball over because this Ravens defense that does have a tendency to kind of disguise certain things, force you into some bad spots. Stroud's got to be able to avoid that all the way around if he's want, you know, he wants to be able to kind of have success. So it's all about him his tempo and his poise throughout the game. He's got to make those good decisions uh, one way or another to, to kind of keep his team offensively in the game. I think number three for the Houston Texans, um, you want to see, you know, other role players um, around outside of Nico Collins step up. Nico Collins may get double coverage in this game. Ravens may try to take away Nico Collins. So there's guys like Noah Brown, right? And and I think John Mechie and Dalton Schultz, Singletary on the backfield. The other role players around uh, um, C.J. Stroud have to show up. They've got to be able to, uh, you know, show a balance of run. And they've got to be able to get big plays and chunks of plays outside of Nico Collins. So they got to work the field. If you're just role players, 
you gotta be able to work to feel better, find ways to make sure that, you know, even if Nico Collins is double coverage, uh, you find ways to maneuver and get your quarterback to say favorable spots. They don't want to be in third and long situations against this Ravens defense. So these other role wide receivers around uh, Strauss and Nico Collins have to be able to have some impact uh, if they want to be able to kind of keep things um, at a good rate overall going forward. As for the Baltimore Ravens and their three keys to victory, I think number one um, starts with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has had a remarkable season. He's shown he can win an MVP in this league. He's had a number of impressive rushing yards and records. He's set a number of records all year long, his, his entire career. He's got to have a dominant playoff performance. Right, he got the contract. Um, you know, first year of this new system that he's in, the offensive coordinator. You're Lamar Jackson. You got to ball out, and that means you got to set the tempo early. And you know, he spoke about the confidence of this team. You know, and they are rested. They are in a better spot. Right, they have a chance to go to the AFC Championship game and have their first AFC Championship game. Um, at their at their stadium, and I, I don't know how long. So if you're Lamar Jackson, ball out, play aggressive, you know, show all your abilities that you can in this game because you're gonna need it. You want to wear this Houston Texans defense out with your play, not only in the passing game but also in the run game. I think number two, this defense of the Ravens, um, they've got to be really good in the secondary. Right, they've had a number of good role players up front, and the secondary in the back end, they've been pretty solid. So if, you're the Houston, if you're the Ravens defense, you want to be extremely good in the secondary. You want to be able to make sure you contest and take away those deep, those deep throws. You want to be able to make Stroud work you, you know, all the way down in the end zone. You don't want to give up those big plays. So it's all about keeping, making sure that Stroud doesn't doesn't hurt you with those deep passes. Kind of stay in front, tackle well, but find a way to take the ball away. Stay uh, disciplined in the back end and try to take away and make Stroud work work you under different different angles throughout the game. If the Ravens can do that, especially their pressure might hit home a little bit more. I think that's going to be the key is just hitting some more pressures and being able to stay disciplined in the secondary. I think number three for the Ravens, we've talked all year long about their their wide receivers and the talent that they have and what's surrounding Lamar Jackson. Odell Beckham, Zane Flowers, Rashad Bateman, is that likely? Someone has to emerge as that go-to guy consistently in tough moments going forward in, in, in these playoffs. And so it starts now, right? Odell Beckham obviously has experience. You know, a couple other players are also there. Obviously, if Mark Andrews isn't fully healthy and can't play for some reason, right, this Saturday... Um, you've got to be able to consistently get open and find ways to do that. We've, we've seen it time and time again that Lamar Jackson, as at times, wasn't able to find receivers or find big plays and his playoff losses. And so that has to change. And it starts with a better game plan for these wide receivers, and they've got to be more better in getting after it in terms of getting separation and catching that football. So... You look at this game, uh, 
Both teams are talented. They've got weapons on the outside in the run game. Um, if I had to go with a pick, and I'm going to say that this could be a potential shootout as well. That could you know, very well happen, which would be really great to see as well. So, looking at it, if I'm picking a, a team to win this game, I think the Ravens are going to win. I think that they've worked, obviously, tremendous, uh, tremendously. They've worked all year long to have an opportunity once again to be in a position to advance to the AFC Championship game. They are in a window right now where they've got to be able to win and capitalize on that. Right, Lamar Jackson has been unbelievable. This team's been unbelievable. I think ultimately it comes down to you know momentum and being able to score. And I think that the Ravens' defense. You know, it's one of the t- toughest defenses that the that CJ Stroud has gone up against this year. I think <clears throat> that the Ravens defense will have success against this Texas offense. I think there will be opportunities that Lamar Jackson will have more in this game. And I think Lamar Jackson is going to capitalize. I think the I think John Harbaugh and his team is going to capitalize. They're going to try to set a set a tone. The number one history, the number one seed history has been pretty rough, right? There's been that. Constant, but number one seed kind of falling in the divisional round. I think the Ravens debug that for this week. I think they play much better. I think Lamar gets after. I think he wears down this Texas defense as the game goes on. And I think that this defense of the Ravens is going to find a way to force some mistakes from the Texans, whether it be situational mistakes, penalties, or you know all of the above. But I think that you're going to see a much more focused Ravens team, a team that's going to want to set a tone, and I think that the Ravens will get it done, and they will advance and host the AFC Championship game. Now, transitioning over to the second game that's taking place um, in the division round playoffs on Saturday, and that is the night game between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. And look at both teams. They've as I've documented before, they've had their, um, you know, they've had their playoff performances and um, their their playoff matchups here and there, and the Niners have won a majority of those matchups. And this is a fascinating matchup because look at where both teams are, right? The Niners are well rested, you know, getting a chance to have obviously McCaffrey be fully healthy, George Kittle to be healthy, you know, Devo Samuel. Um, it's a big thing for the, for the Niners to be in this position to have their full players. And speaking of healthy, the Packers are healthy. They've been playing good football, um, and they've got their full complement of wide receivers. So it's a fascinating match because both offenses have the potential to score points and score points at a premium in this game. And so it all comes down to how well Mike or some Matt Lafleur and Kyle Shanahan kind of coach their team, have their teams prepared to play. And that's going to be a big thing to watch in this game. So, my three keys for the Green Bay Packers, I think number one, this defense, uh, they didn't get a whole, you know, they, they weren't as tested against Dallas. Um, you know, they weren't as t- tested against Dallas um, as they were um, in last week. So, I think it's very important um, for... Um, it's very important that the Green Bay Packers defense finds a way to make Brock Purdy be off in this game. If he's off, 
maybe they have a better chance of winning because that run game is still elite, right? That run game is it's pretty solid for the most part, and the Niners will run the football. They've been able to do it well all season long. But you can take away Brock Purdy a little bit if you can find a way to keep him off kiltered a little bit. You know, maybe you won't have Debo Samuel kind of break the game open, or Ayuk break the game open. So I think that's important. It's it's really important that you see uh, the Packers defense, uh, you know, rally to the football, try to take away the big plays, and they certainly got the talent to do so. But the execution factor has to be there for the Green Bay Packers defense. I think number two. I think it's really important um, that the Packers, uh, as a team, have a good offensive and run balance. So I think that the game plan has to be to have a good balanced attack. And we saw it last week against the Dallas Cowboys. It's all about finding ways to run the football and let Jordan Love off play action, do his thing. And that's going to be a key thing for... Um, the Packers to do is just keep that balance going all game long. They don't want to be too predictable against this 49ers defense. They got some elite linebackers. They got Bosa right on the on the line there. They've got Hargrave. Um, you want to keep the Packers. Uh, um, well, very the Packers need to find a way to stay balanced enough where they can hit the big plays. They can hit the end zone. Or hit the wide receivers and Dobbs and Watson, right, and Musgrave. Um, and if they can do that, the Packers have a better chance of winning. And then the third key, ultimately, it comes down to Jordan Love, right? He had a sensational playoff debut in his first game. You know, he's playing a Niners defense that has been in this spot a few times. And you're um, Jordan Love. You want to just come out, play your game, play solid. And you got to protect the football. That's one thing that the Niners do really, really well in the playoffs is take the football away, get turnovers. Here, Jordan Love, play a mistake-free game. Trust your, uh, trust your play color, obviously, and the floor. Trust your wide receivers to make plays. But, you know, you don't want to force anything if you're Jordan Love. you got to play within the rhythm of the offense. And if he play lights out and if he can keep this team, if he can find a way to set the tone early with his play, uh, the Packers may follow suit in, the, in that aspect. As for the three keys for the 49ers to win this game, I think number one, I think that uh, Brock Purdy has to show and ball out big time. Um, the, the talent around him is sensational. And... Kyle Shanahan has obviously been tremendous in being able to maximize that, right? And Purdy's had his opportunities where, you know, he's been able uh, he's been able to do some good things in his offense. So he's got to continue to do that. You know, he did have a game or so in the regular season, which, you know, you found out a little worried when he had that turnovers against the Ravens, right? So it's really, really important that... You know, Brock Purdy plays extremely well. Uh, he's got to play confident. He's got to play aggressive. He's got to execute. He's got to execute because if he doesn't execute, um, you know, the, the Niners' tempo and their whole, you know, 
game plan, offensive philosophy will change. So he has to be solid. And you know, he had an opportunity, obviously, last year. He got hurt right before the NFC game. He's got to play sensational and stay, you know, upbeat and motivated throughout this game. He's got to trust his playmakers to get open. Trust his players to make to make things happen because if they if he does that, then the Niners will be off to a good start and they'll be able to win this game playing with me that they are playing. And so I think that has to happen. I think you have to see him play well. I think number two, you know, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel. These are the three most important players that you know, they they have shined in the past in the playoffs. They've made some big catches, some big throws. Uh, this is the time to kind of do that once again. There's got to be an emphasis of being able to stay motivated and, and execute. And it's all about tempo. It's all about rhythm. It's all about you know, not getting frustrated. So George Kittle, you know, McCaffrey... Um, said they gotta make big plays, right? They they're the most important players on offense. If they can find a way to put this Packers defense on their heels with their speed, with their ability to maneuver the middle of the field and the outside, there's a better chance um, for the Niners to kind of put the Packers out out of their comfort zone, right, a little bit. So I think that's really really important as being able. Um, to kind of stay uh, the Niners have to, to, to make sure that these guys get the ball and then the third key I think is the Niners defense um, they've got to find a way to put pressure on Jordan Love and this offense in terms of executing right there's a lot of big plays that the Packers had last week against the Cowboys if you're the Niners you want to take away um, those deep plays and that's all about their secondary if there's one weakness that the Niners do have is that their corners and their secondary can be had down the field. And so I think it's really important that the, the Niners have a good game plan to keep Jordan Love off balance by disguising their coverages, by contesting the football down the field without drawing penalties. That's going to be a big thing to watch, that the Packers will try to push it down, the ball down the field. And uh, the Niners have to be really disciplined in the back end to contain those big plays and take away what Jordan Love does best in that aspect. So if they can take away those big plays, force some pressures inside, and put the Packers in long down situations, especially on second and third down, I think the Niners have a good chance of winning. So, I mean, it's a big-time matchup. Both teams are very familiar with each other. It's been one-sided, no doubt. The Niners have obviously been tremendous uh, all the way around as a team. I can't see the Niners losing this game. I think that they have a golden opportunity, like the Ravens, to have an NFC Championship game, uh, which the Niners have been to several NFC Championship games, but they haven't had one at home. And this is an opportunity to have one at home, and I think they cannot squander it. I think they will play extremely well, and they'll put the Packers in some tough spots. It might be a shootout, but I think the Niners have a lot more going for them. I think Christian McCaffrey, later he's had some breakout games this season. I think with Adebo Samuel has been having some games here and there. I think they're both going to have offensive big games in this one. And I can see that. I can see that Brock Purdy being able to do just enough to keep keep his team ahead. So I'll pick the Niners to win. I think that their defense will force the Packers in some tough spots. They may get a turnover. 
Um, but I, I see this going the Niners' way once again. I think they, they, their defense is going to make Jordan Love work harder than he had to, and they may force him into some mistakes. Um, and I think that's why the Niners will find a way to use that to their advantage, and they will end up winning this game. So uh, that's one half of my preview for the divisional playoff matches on Saturday. I will, in the next segment, dive into the Sunday matchups and make my predictions and analysis for those two games as well. Hey everybody, I'm back uh, to kind of cap off uh, the episode with my preview of now the divisional playoff matchups that we shall see um, on Sunday. Starting with Bucks and Lions at three, followed by Chiefs and Bills. So uh, let's start with the Bucks and Lions game taking place obviously at three o'clock. Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, uh, the Todd Bowles, Dan Campbell. It's going to be a unique matchup, no doubt. Uh, Lions are uh, definitely one of the. You know, they're huge favorites in this game in terms of what the betting stuff is at currently. Second playoff game right for the Lions. Um, after obviously winning their first one last week after almost 30, 20, 30 plus years. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, you know, a very frenzy atmosphere and uh, Lions definitely have a lot going for them. The Bucks have things coming as them as well, right? They... They were able to finish strong to the regular season, get a couple of wins. And so look at this matchup between the Lions and um, the Buccaneers. I mean, it does look like it appears that both teams, they play each other early in the season. After the Lions won that matchup, um, but different circumstances, kind of early in the season. Not sure where both teams were at, right? So um, it will be probably... A different type of game, no doubt. And I look at Dan Campbell and I look at Todd Bowles. Uh, both guys are, um, you know, they got their own unique style and how they kind of do things, right? And so Dan Campbell and this this whole Lions team, it's it's really about that momentum early on. And Jared Goff has looked a lot better, has been the reason why the Lions are in this position that they are. And for them to be that way, they're going to have to kind of stick to what they've done all season long. Some of these games is continue to execute, be situationally sound um, all the way around in this game. And so that'll be a key thing to watch is how well the Bocogias kind of, you know, trust their quarterbacks to do, to do a lot in this game, right? For Todd Bowles um, and Baker Mayfield and how they do things right. It's all about kind of playing within, playing within it, trying to take shots when you can, but the type of measured and aggressive approach that both coaches do take in this game might be who ends up winning. So, my three keys for the Buccaneers to win this game against the Lions, I think number one, um, Evans and Godwin have to go all out. They have to win their matchups. Uh, there's opportunities that both wide receivers are going to be able to have. And the Lions secondary, um, yes, has improved from time to time throughout the season. They've been able to get some turnovers here and there. 
Um, but it's all about Evans and Godwin, who both last week at times, I feel, in the Eagles game, dropped passes that could have turned into touchdowns. Um, and I think against the Lions, they can't squander that opportunity where if you see some matchups that are favorable to your side, you want to be able to take it. So I think it's really important that Evans and Godwin get going early in this game because if they don't get off to a good start, they're not fed the ball early on, um, you're going to see a lot of things kind of be in the favor of the Lions from a defensive play calling situation. You know, you're not going to put them in tough spots. So, so the Bucks do have to attack and these two have to be the ones that find ways to get the football, to make plays. And they catch the ball from Baker Mayfield because that's going to be something that they're going to need to compete with the Lions offense, a Lions team that does average almost 20 plus points a game. And they've done that all year long pretty much, except you know, a few games here and there where they had you know, laid an egg or so, but for the most part, they've been pretty solid, and they have to continue to be solid in that aspect. I think number two, uh, it's important for Baker Mayfield to uh, not turn the ball over and to uh, make sound decisions in this game, and that kind of falls in line with offensive coordinator. Uh, you do want to see Baker Mayfield play well and show out and do the best that he can, but he's got to be able to do, uh, got to be able to act smart and confident in terms of showing up, you know, making the pass when he can. He cannot press things, you know, you cannot put this Lions uh, offense on a short field. So if you're Baker Mayfield, protect the football, kind of trust your play, you know, your playmakers, uh, but be aggressive and be uh, consistent throughout the game um, on straight on third down. I think that's going to be the biggest thing for Baker Mayfield is converting third downs against the Lions defense that does bring pressure, that does have some tendencies to, you know, show you different looks. So he's got to be able to kind of match that if he wants to be able to have a better amount of success. And, and I think number three overall um, kind of comes down to this Buccaneers defense. They've been solid for the most part this season. Um, now they're tasked right with trying to limit Sam Laporta and you know Josh Reynolds and Mono St. Brown. And so this Bucks defense has to be physical, right? They have to be physical with the um you know if you physical and contest the Lions in terms of how they want to you know attack and they gotta make Jared Goff earn it a little bit more with those big plays and so they can make this Lions offense struggle a little bit early on get some stops and some pressures uh, it'll definitely put their offense in a better position to maybe even utilize some of their running game in that aspect I think the three keys for the Detroit Lions to win this game I think number one um, this defense uh, you look at it uh, they were tested quite a bit last week against the Los Angeles Rams and were able to kind of limit them to field goals when they were in their, you know, their end zone territorial. So they're just Lions defense. You know, you want to make sure that you continue to play at a high level. You know, don't let penalties kind of be drawn on you. You know, for contesting the football, play discipline. I want to see Hutchison have a big game, try to impact the game a little bit. But they got to be disciplined in the secondary defensively got to take away some of the things that Baker Mayfield does well in the play-action game. And if they can get that 
um, make us kind of square that away, limit that as much as possible. The Bucks will have a hard time kind of matching matching up with the, with the Lions offense. I think number two for the Lions, um, this running game is something that they, they're they going to have to rely on. Um, I think in this game, you, know, you want to try to be physical and kind of wear down that Bucks defense. Especially if Todd Bowles brings the blitz, right? You want to be offset that for running the football. And they ran the football at times, right, last week. It worked out at times. It did not work out. Uh, but a more commitment to the running game with the physical defensive line has to be has to be huge. I think that that has to happen. And um, if they kind of if Ben Johnson kind of kind of set that up and be you know try to have a good mix and balance of that throughout the game, that would be a huge thing uh, for, for the Lions. And I think the third key overall, if you look at it, you do want to see uh, Jared Goff um, have success in terms of being able to find, you know, Laporta and, and Brown and Reynolds. It's all about Jared Goff being able to execute and find the matchups. And if you can exploit a few matchups in this game consistently, uh, um, they will put this Todd Bowles defense in a tough situation. So it's going to be really important for them to, uh, for Jared Goff to play with tempo, play with poise, you know, try to mix in a little bit of no, little bit of no huddle. Um, but if you're Goff, you don't want to make any, uh, you don't, you don't want to make any, any too many overthrows in this game if you're him. Because the Bucks do have a tendency, you know, if you do overthrow a couple of certain things down the field, they can turn into inter- interception. And so I think golf's ability to kind of resist that or also being able to play with poise, play with accuracy, especially when they're down the end zone, uh, I think that's going to be huge um, for Lions' chances in this game. So the way I see playing this this game play out, I, I think it will be a game that you will see scoring, uh, no doubt, somewhere probably in the mid-20s. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Lions to advance to the championship game. I think that uh, now they have a second straight playoff game at home. The ability and how they've been playing on offense, I think it's kind of an opportunity that they have to kind of capitalize on. I think that Jared Goff is going to have some success. Um, I think that Dan Campbell is going to keep his team um give his team an extra edge here and there, I think, throughout the game. I could see that being the case where, um, you know, uh, you will see um, Dan Campbell try to dial up certain things. If the Lions can get off to a faster play with tempo, they will win. So I expect a good game from both quarterbacks. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to play too bad either, but I could see the Lions offense just having more more success because throughout the season the Bucks have shown a tendency to, to, to have have some games here and there where they lo- they kind of lose their edge a little bit uh, in offense, right? They kind of stall in the end zone. They did put up uh, um, you know, a few amount of field goals or so last week, again, especially down the, toward the end of the season. There were some struggles here and there. So I think the Lions offensive um, offensive like efficiency is going to be much higher in this game. And I could see, um, I could see the Lions being able to kind of rally that and be able to kind of um, win this game. So I'll pick the Lions to win at home. 
sort of frenzy crowd, right? I think um, you will see uh, just a really good effort from from the Lions in that aspect, and they should win. So that's my prediction for that game. Now moving on to um, one of the better and maybe possibly one of the better quarterback matchups, if not the best matchup possibly, of the divisional round of playoffs, and that would be between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And um, these two have had their battles uh, quite a bit, and we've seen both quarterbacks have some wins, although Mahomes has kind of won it when it's mattered the most in the playoffs. And so now this is the first time that you will see a divisional playoff matchup at Buffalo with these two squaring off. And it's going to be exciting to see what Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to do. Uh, and what Josh is going to be able to do, right? Now, the last time those, these two teams met in the regular season, it was a close game. There were some injuries on both sides. And the Bills ended up winning a close game down the stretch. And so it could be a similar type of game where it may come down to, right, who has the final possession and who will be able to execute the ball in their hands. And I could see this game coming down to one of these two quarterbacks making a play or so. Now, coaching-wise, right, and team-wise, both teams are a little bit different, you know, points, right, where Andy Reid has had to kind of find some ways to kind of incorporate Rashid Rice in this running game a little bit. They've had their struggles, but Chiefs are still um, been able to execute an offense to play healthy. And this is the time of the year where Andy Reid kind of kicks into high gear. For McDermott, right, the coordinator change for Joe Brady, Josh Allen, kind of turned their season around. And you expect that to be the continue to be the case that Josh Allen has been been able to do well, but the running game has definitely been better than in recent memory for the Buffalo Bills. And so play style, play calling wise and philosophy for both these teams uh, is definitely going to be something to watch where you want to see which side kind of, you know, changes up a little bit. You know, who does what at what time of the game uh, you know, schematically wise will be very important. So my three keys for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to win this game, I think number one, um, their defense. Uh, they are a little more healthier uh, in this matchup compared to the last time they listened to. This Chiefs defense um, has been a strong point of this team all year long. They've got to be able to find a way to make sure that Josh Allen doesn't really change the game uh, in terms of being able to run past whenever he wants to, uh, especially early in the game. I think the Chiefs have to be careful with their pressure. They've got to be able to tackle well in the open field and uh, limit those big plays that the Bills do tend to get. So it's all about the Chiefs' defense being being timely with their pressures, with their coverage, and being able to make sure that Josh Allen doesn't you know, he uses his mobility to kind of run up and get big yards after a run or so. It's all about the Chiefs kind of playing, kind of in, you know, keeping them within reach, within their distance. Try to limit, the per, you know, try to limit his ability to, you know, fit those throws in those timely windows itself, right? It's going to be something that needs to be watched is, you know, how well do they can they cover in the back end a little bit? You know, can they limit those big plays and keep Josh Allen from hitting those usual seams down the field? 
So Chiefs defense has to set there. And Spagnuolo has to have a great game plan. The Chiefs want to win on the road here. And the second key for the Chiefs is um, you want to see Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, and other wide receivers kind of step up for the Chiefs in this game. They have to be able to make plays and get and catch the football. Uh, there's been a lot of drop passes, right? The Darius Tony's had that. Um, Sky Moore's had his struggles, right? Uh, Kelsey's had his struggles here and there. So if you're the Chiefs and this offense, you want you want to be able to catch the football. Mahomes is going to put you in a good spot most of the time to you know, get you the ball. And it's all about these wide receivers getting separation, trying to attack Buffalo Bills secondary um, because they are a little bit injured in terms of their depth. So they won't have their usual starting lineup uh, out there. So it's very important that there's an emphasis of being able to attack the Bills in the middle and get big plays. And I think that Rasheed Rice started doing that a little bit and did that big time well uh, in the last few weeks. So they're going to continue to do that in this game. And then the third key overall, um, this kind of comes down to this offensive line for the Chiefs. Um, you got to be able to pass, protect Patrick Mahomes and build a running game. Um, you want to be able to play a physical type of football. Now, Andy Reid does not usually run the football a whole lot. Uh, it's kind of been that way at times. But when he does commit to the run a little bit, you see that things happen. So, Isaiah Pacheco has to be able to run the football well. This offensive line, their tackles, the left and right tackle, they will be tested by this Bills defense, defensive line. Um, and so, how well can they keep Patrick Mahomes upright in this game as well as keeping Isaiah Pacheco going in the running game will go a long way in helping the Chiefs kind of dictate the pace of this game and maybe help them also kind of offset what the Bills may try to do on defense especially on uh, those downs where they will bring pressure, will bring blitzes that offensive line has to kind of be up with a challenge in that aspect as for the Buffalo Bills and their three keys to victory, I think number one, um, this offense, um, with the amount of talent they have, I think this is a game where you want to see Stefan Diggs, um, Dalton Kincaid, and Shakir have big games. They need to kind of put the pressure early on the Chiefs. And if they can put the pressure early on, Chief, on the Chiefs and get out to a lead, uh, that will bode well for their confidence. But you want to see Stefan Diggs kind of be a big part of that. And yes, there's been times where um, obviously Joe Brady has done a good job of being able to keep this offense, you know, humming as usual. They haven't force-fed the ball to Stefan Diggs. But I think they're going to require more than, than just Shakir and Kincaid and Singletary catching passes out of the backfield. I think they're going to need their wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, to win matchups and to find ways to hurt the Chiefs. And I think that's going to be a big thing that they have to do in this game is try to find a way to make sure that they can effectively catch the football and attack this Chiefs defense, especially up the seams in play action. I think number two for the Bills... Um, their defense. They are 
a little bit thin with their with their depth, right? They they have to find a way to 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 limit Patrick Mahomes from being able to extend plays. If he extends plays, he will find someone open. It's kind of been that they all Mahomes' career long, he's been able to find players open. If he has an extra second or an extra minute or so, he will find someone to take off. So if you're the Bills' defense. You don't want to get into a situation where you got to keep chasing Patrick Mahomes and having him kind of fling the football and create open spots. So here the Bills are going to stick to your coverages, try to tackle up pretty well, but do contest and do keep Patrick Mahomes from trying to, uh, you know, uh, extend plays and use his mobility uh, because that will be a factor, no doubt. Obviously, Mahomes' first road playoff game in his career um, and the pressure and the frenzy and all that. So the Bills have to be mindful of making sure that they don't let him extend the play. Um, getting to him better and often is early. If he gets outside outside of the pocket, you got to stay disciplined and try to confuse him a little bit or keep him, kind of force him into some unforced throws that could end up be tipped here and there for an interception through the Bills. So takeaways and being able to kind of keep Mahomes from doing my own type of things is going to be important. I think the third key, ultimately, it, it comes down to Josh Allen. Um, you know, he's got an opportunity to go back to another AFC championship game, right? He was in one um, about two to three seasons ago, I believe, or something along those lines. Uh, Josh Allen has to play like the elite quarterback, and he did it against Pittsburgh, although Grant Pittsburgh didn't have a whole lot challenge him with um, but this is a game where you know Josh Allen you know you gotta translate that regular season success to a postseason season win right it's kind of like that game that you have to get over the hump um, we've seen it in sports all the time right there's been examples of this here and there and it's starting to feel like when it comes to the playoffs especially um, right we, in my, you know Mahomes obviously has had the edge and they both have been part, Holmes and Allen have both dueled in, a, in an impressive playoff division playoff game before, right? And came down to overtime and it came down to Holmes winning that game. So even Josh Allen, gotta get over the hump. You've got to be able to prove that you're an elite quarterback. Uh, the game obviously is in Orchard Park, your home home stadium. Um, you got to play lights out. You got to play lights out and you got to be able to play with poise and tempo and you do not want to make mistakes. You do not want to give the ball away. You just want to continue to have success in doing what you're doing. And if he plays like he played last week and what he's done throughout this winning stretch that they've had ever since they hit 6-6 six and six or so, if he plays like at a high level like this, then he will definitely kind of book his ticket uh, to a, an appearance in the Ace championship game. So when I look at this game, boy, it's a tough one to call. I think that if you look at it, both teams do have uh, certain matchups they can exploit. The Chiefs are a little bit healthier um, def- uh, defensively than than the, than the Bills are. The Bills' offense definitely has put up more touchdowns and consistency. Um, so it really could come down to a number of things. Special teams could be really, really important in this game as well. The way I see it... I see this being another close game. I think it will be similar to how these two teams played last time earlier in the season. And I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills 
to win this game. I think that offensively, the Bills have been able to show a lot more. And I think that the only chance that Patrick Mahomes has in this game is if his wide receivers, if his offense can convert touchdowns. Uh, they have to convert their drives to touchdowns. And there were too many times last week against Miami where, yes, it was frigid temperatures and it wasn't that great in terms of a game and all that. In terms of, like, you know, just, you know, people, most people who don't watch it football as regularly may think, like, man, minus temperatures, all that. Yes, the Chiefs did play well. They did put up points. And they put up a touchdown or so. But they, there were a lot of times they stalled. And I think against the Bills, if you don't put up touchdowns on their defense, they are going to find a way. And I think that Josh Allen has a more complete offense at this point. I think there's more proven guys who should be able to execute and play well. Right now, the Chiefs do have some guys, obviously, from last year's Super Bowl roster and all that. and But their tackles... And their offensive line and the production just has not been the same as it was previously. And they looked this way a little bit, I know, last year as well. And they kind of found it late. But against the Bills, I think that Josh Allen uh, and this overall team is going to put up more points. I think they're going to put up more touchdowns. And I think that his mobility is factor. I'm going to pick Josh Allen to get his first playoff win against Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think that you'll see Patrick Mahomes play well. I don't think they will lose the game because of Patrick Mahomes. I think they're going to lose just because they're not going to be able to pass, protect, and defensively hold Josh Allen um, if he has the ball last. And I kind of see it being that way where Mahomes may play well. And I think that maybe this time around, I think Josh Allen gets the last crack at it. And I think he'll execute it down the stretch. And I think the Bills will book their ticket and they will advance to the AFC Championship game so my predictions as just to recap I got the Ravens winning we got 49ers beating the Packers um, I've got the Lions beating the Buccaneers and I have um, the Bills beating the Chiefs so you look at it, yep, I'm picking all the home teams once again, which I sort of did, or not so much last week in my picks. So I'm picking all the home teams um, to win and advance. So I have Bills and Ravens for my NFC Championship game, and I've got the Lions and the 49ers for my NFC Championship game. So... Can't wait to see how it all shakes out. Should be fun to dive into all of it. See how things do transpire. So uh, can't wait to check that out. And you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy. And uh, definitely tune in next week for my recap of all my analysis from the divisional playoff games. And what to expect as we uh, kind of narrow down our playoff teams to four and um, march towards the Super Bowl um, in Las Vegas.